what's happening guys today nothing to lose podcast is going viral no <laughs> we're going via skype we got west right here he's a life coach 29 years old from encinitas so he didn't want to make that five south drive down this this afternoon so we're doing this via skype so west say what's up how's it going guys stoked to be on here Wes, 29 years old, at what point did you decide to be a life coach? Like, how old were you? Because a lot of life um, coaches now are in their high, like mid-30s, 40s, and stuff like that. Yeah, so I'm 32 now. Okay. Um, when I was going into, like, close to my 30th birthday, um, I had moved back down from, from Los Angeles. I spent about six years uh, up there in real estate, um, in the Beverly Hills area, kind of selling luxury properties. Um, and then I was also working with the, the Los Angeles Lakers, uh, they're, it's called the G league, uh, G league now, which is the South Bay Lakers. I was working with them as well. Um, so I pretty much it was, fo- I followed my intuition. Uh, I'm from San Diego, okay. uh, raised in Poway nice. and uh, went to school at La Jolla country day and um learned quite a bit up there i i met people up there that i would have never met down here kind of playing the safe and um secure game so it taught me a lot it was a great um learning lesson in a lot of different facets Mm -hmm. and uh so moved back down here uh on my 30th birthday and i was pretty much lost in terms of the <laughs> next the next real like step in terms of what do I love what do I enjoy what am I here for what is my vocation all that cheesy stuff that a lot of people talk <laughs> about I, I didn't know what to uh, what to do so it was pretty frightening um, but I knew the next thing that I was going to do you know I wanted to make sure I was super aligned with it so it definitely took some time it took about a year and a half quite frankly um, Dang. to 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 fall into the the teaching the guidance the life coaching but right. um you can't teach unless you've taught yourself like you can't connect with others unless you've connected with yourself so it was really like a year and a half from 30 to 31 and a half roughly where um i did some pretty deep uh searching and um a lot of reading from philosophy to psychology to linguistics to general semantics and you know my favorite authors are like robert anton uh, wilson timothy leary terence mckenna alan watts guys that have really um simplified the oriental and occidental uh like mind liberation schools to get your to get your mind right and um so that's when i began to enter into uh life coaching and just organically and naturally kind of took place where i was like wow maybe this is what i'm here to do so you didn't like so for the viewers out there you were 30 like let's just make that clear like 30 and you still didn't know what was next so you know like that's just that right there is just like showing something out there to people because everyone like you know we're in the mid-20s you got to have your career already lined up and everything like that but you were in your 30s and you're like no what's next you know i gotta find it or it's gotta come to me so what was your mindset at that point the 20s are brutal i mean you just want to get through them without making too big of a mistake in terms of you know, getting in trouble with the law or maybe having, you know, a whole bunch of kids that you weren't prepared for (laughs) emotionally and financially. So like with me in my twenties, I never read any books. Mm -hmm. Um, I was getting by on who I knew, 
Um, my looks, just being savvy, just kind of being a slider, you know, not really that much depth, uh, personally. And then if you don't have any depth yourself, you're not going to attract depth because it's going to piss you off and show you where you're not emotionally and psychologically. So, um, the twenties were, they were definitely scattered and, um, and then it all kind of came to to a point where you just kind of get back and you recalibrate where you say, okay, it's not there. Mm-hmm. It's not in the external possessions, the external chasing of, of girls and, um, you know, the cars and the money and all these kind of things that I was led to believe would scratch right. the itch. So it scared me because I'm like, okay, well, I'm pretty much exhausted where to look yeah. out there. Uh, but the place that I was... Um, least likely to look was, and it sounds cheesy, but within myself. Right. And to get my own mind right and begin to read and begin to challenge the things that I was led to believe were true about myself and, and doing some deep, deep healing and putting myself underneath the microscope and realizing that you're not as cool and you're not as dope as you think you are. You have quite a bit of learning to do and you're still an infant yeah. um, psychologically. And it's, I understand why people don't look at themselves um and self-analyze themselves it's because there's a whole bunch of stuff that you're not doing very well and you can you can be overwhelming because it's like well shit where do i begin right so uh yeah at 30 i was still i had a whole bunch of skills that i that i had developed with digital marketing i felt Mm -hmm. good in sales Uh, i didn't believe what i was selling but i did acquire quite a bit of experiences and skills but I wasn't connecting them in a way that was really conducive to like my happiness. So it wasn't like my twenties were a, a waste of time, but right. it was definitely scattered. Yourself. Yeah. It's part of the process. Yeah. Like I, it was just as important as anything else that I've done since then. It's yeah. and, and I'm not going to be shameful or beat myself up for it. It all <laughs> happened when it needed to happen. Yeah. And I respect it and I, I love myself for it. And uh, it was scary at times, but you know, I use that. It's like, hey, I got through my 20s. I can get through this right now. So I use it as definitely like a uh, a stepping stone, which is all you can view it as. It's just yeah. to try things and you learn from it. Level up, progressing, over over progressing, you know, just moving forward. Like you, ha- you have to have that mindset moving forward. What was that book, the first book you read and it clicked to you and they like, it just gave you that like state of mind, like, okay, I have to educate myself more, or just get more. Um. The first couple books that I read were kind of far out there in terms of um, they were more oriental in um, in their foundations. Like the first guy I began to listen to was Ram Dass, who uh, his name is Richard Albert. He's still alive. Mm-hmm. He um, he found his union through and magic through um, Hinduism and yoga. Okay. So um, he was very influential. He used to be a, a psychotherapist and a professor at uh, at Harvard um, back in the seventies, I believe. Nice. Uh, his partner was Timothy Leary, uh, who's quite famous as well for like LSD and other and other things like that. Um, and all these guys pretty much checked out of like the institutionalized healing. And um, but his book, Be Here Now, was pretty pretty helpful in terms of. It's almost as if they were telling me stuff that I already knew, but I didn't have the words for. Right. And um, I just, I was really thirsty. I couldn't get it in fast enough. So I was ripping through books super quickly because I was ready. 
I was ready to take that next step in my own conscious evolution. And you can't speed it up. If you're not ready, you're not ready. And that's why you got to be really patient with yourself. It's like there's a sense of it's the paradox where it's a sense of urgency because you want to get your stuff right. But you got to, you know, adopt the pace of nature, which is be very patient because it is happening. You're not missing the boat. This is all part of the class if you have the eyes to see it. So uh, went from Ram Dass to Alan Watts to Robert Anton Wilson to Terrence McKenna and some of their most famous books. And they all pretty much view life from a different perspective, which is incredible because they're so uniquely different with their backgrounds and personalities. But you could extract kind of a meta-narrative from all of them and see that they're all pretty much talking about the same thing, just using different metaphors, whether they're Hindu or Buddhism um, or scientific and psychological. They were all pretty much saying the same thing, which, um, which is what I've kind of adopted into my own kind of personal uh, modality and approach to to get through life. Damn, you you just went all out there though, because you got different <laughs> perspectives out of it, you know. And they all came out with the same end story, which is like what people don't understand. I think sometimes. Yeah, I mean it was scary, and it, I, I was terrified because I've always been very masculine in the sense that I believe that I had to go do something mm-hmm. that um, my destiny's in my hands it's a warrior mentality I wasn't able to surrender to my path I thought I had I know what's best I know what to do I'm gonna go do something if I'm not happy I'm gonna go do something if I'm pissed off I'm gonna go do something and sometimes the best thing to do was nothing at all and to sit and to meditate and to still your mind because you're just running into the wall of the same place in the, in the maze and you right. need a, a more clear perspective to say, hey, you got to move to the right a little bit. Yeah. And that's where a great guru or a teacher or you know a great friend can say, hey, man, you got to take a step back because you're too far into the details and the minutia. Like you have this bird, this really close up view you need to have a more bird's eye view and and surrender to your path and relax because you're not going to get it all right in one afternoon mm-hmm. and being able to slowly and patiently work your way through the maze as opposed to just trying to get it all done in one afternoon because you're just right. anxious and you're pissed off and you're scared and you're and you're broke and it's it doesn't work that way it's actually a disservice and you dig yourself in deeper yeah so it, it's definitely it's a scary thing, but you know when you're ready, and you you can't move any faster than than you're ready to. So by slowing down, you can actually make more timely moves that will get you further. It's so weird because it, by actually doing less, you can do more. Yeah. Because it's almost like in the spirit of the moment, it's like tai chi or karate, or it's I don't need to have this fierce mentality it's when the moment strikes act in the spirit of the moment and you know what to do and then you do it and then you get back and you relax and you go meditate right but if your mind's racing you're on red bull and coffee and you're working (laughs) out it's like your mind is going a million miles an hour and then you drive your car a million miles an hour <laughs> and then you speak a million miles an hour because you're always making a statement of yourself damn you just described me right now <laughs> well, it's it's great to have that manifestation, the the masculine, go create stuff with your hands. But mm-hmm. if you're just that, you're going to be a tough person to hang out with, right? 
because there's so much you don't know, man. Like, yeah, and it if cuts you really knew how, like, how little you knew, it would terrify you. So, right. slow down, sit down, <laughs> relax, enjoy your kids, enjoy your friends. It's okay. I mean, earn it. You know, yeah. earn your breaks, but slow down. Like, you want to find where the X marks the spot. Don't just start digging, because if you if you have an hour to dig, you should spend 45 minutes in terms of prep work yeah. and making sure that the place that you're actually going to dig is the place that you love, that you're meant to do it. Like this is your calling. For sure. And then it's going to be effortless. It won't even feel like work. Yeah. Right. But yeah, you have I to agree. do a whole bunch of stuff that you don't like to realize what you like. And I think that's what your 20s are for. Is that you date girls or you date guys that aren't the best for you. But it's just showing you, oh, that's not what I'm looking for. So it's all you're always learning. It's not a failure. Yeah. It's if you can view it in that context, then everything is an opportunity. Um, going so jumping into your life coaching, who? Uh, at what point do you did you realize you were a life coach? Like, how many clients in was it? Like, okay, this is this is my path. This is what I'm meant for. Um, just just like just give us a little not, brief yeah, of how it started. Not, um. I have uh, one of the skills that I'm, I guess that I'm pretty competent in is digital marketing and social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had, while I was even going through this, although I was definitely leery of what I was going to post, because as you begin to change, people don't like it. Yeah, they either jump uh, on or they, they cheer yeah, you on. Yeah, it's like, hey, he's changing. And it can scare people because most people don't want you to change unless they allow you to when it's... They can create some turbulence, especially if you have like a profound personality transformation, which I, which I undergone or underwent. And um, I mean, if they if they thought it was scary, try actually being me. I mean, it was definitely <laughs> like a, a gnarly thing. But um, as I began to really speak my truth at that moment, um, other people began to reach out to me, whether they were in the real estate industry. Um, like I was, they were just looking for a mentor and they really vibed with my message that I was putting out there in terms of blog posts mm-hmm. and I've never been bashful to put myself out there, but whatever I put out there, I wanted to be super aligned with it. And I kept putting myself out there in terms of social media blogging. And I do help people with that. Some of what I do is also business coaching. Once they know what they want to do, it's to help them with the tools to get it out there and get them exposed. But um, yeah, so after like 5, 10, 15, 20 clients, I began to realize that that maybe I did know, I was very bashful. It's like, who who are you to be a life coach? Yeah. It's almost like this imposter syndrome that you get. And, so um, you had that, you had that feeling towards it too, or you had that? Absolutely, I had okay. that. I still feel, I still don't feel fully convinced that... It's their it's their opinion that I'm a life coach, okay. but I don't view my I'm just a normal person trying to um, keep developing consciously in in all my relationships and all my my actions and my thoughts and just I'm a full time job. Respect. So like the best thing that I can do for you or my clients is to work on me. Like it's purely selfish. Everything mm-hmm. I do all day it's it's to get better. It's to evolve. It's to become more conscious and less like animalistic and reactionary. And then people come to me because they like my vibe, they like what I'm saying, they like what I'm putting out there. And then I literally just tell them what I do that, that really helps me. And then we open up a dialogue and I've never had such an effortless business. <laughs> like, 
And it's the same thing if you're an artist or a musician. Like, if you just love what you do, people will find you that vibe with you. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I took, you know, 20 clients or so, 25 clients to realize, like, oh, I can put a system around this to create, like, a sustainable income. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't worried about the money because I was uh, – I had enough coming in that I could break even. And mm -hmm. I was just – for once in my life, I'm like, forget about the money, man. Like, it – you're not even guaranteed tomorrow, almost like an existential crisis I was having where it's like, what is this whole thing about? Yeah. You know, I see a lot of people that are unhappy, that are miserable from the, at their nine to five. And it's, it's like, how can I learn from all these people's mistakes that I don't have to do it myself? So, um, it was full time work on myself mm -hmm. and then I would occasionally meet people for an hour and then I would get back to working on myself. And then it's like, Oh shit. Like, yeah, this, this is it. Like it is happening. Yeah. And, uh, and then I just put, but I didn't get like a certification. There's right. no better certification than, uh, than, than, than life and those experiences. And then being able to integrate them, um, into something coherent so that you're able to explain your process and your modality. But the most important thing is that you don't have any idea what's best for anybody else Yeah, because you barely even know what's best for yourself. Sure. So you need to be very careful. Like I've read a lot of psychology books, a lot of psychotherapy books to to understand how to communicate more clearly. And uh, so I've, I've met a lot of life coaches and I actually don't like the term life coach because whatever they're doing is not what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And if they're calling themselves a life coach, they're ruining that name. So still i don't like the term i like like guide or you know yeah. teacher but um the coaching that seems to be like a rah-rah motivation you know hold a guy accountable right that's not what i'm after after it's more delicate it's more an internal inspiration as opposed to an external motivator yeah. you know it's like maybe you shouldn't be doing what you're doing if i need to motivate you you know all day and yell at you on the phone call so true um true, true. yeah it's still something that's always I'm just experiencing reading a lot and then the right people come around to me and then if they want to call me coach or whatever it is, but it's just a generic name so that yeah. you kind of know what you're getting, but I don't believe in the name nice. coach. I think it's foolish and silly. <laughs> yeah, it looks like you don't even believe in the name client either because you, you, no. I'm looking at your website, you call them your tribe, you know, join the tribe, be part of the tribe. Yeah, because it's, it's, I've been fortunate to, to come across some information and it's like, I, my people that I work with, they, they, they it's weird because they actually teach me more than I teach them, you know, or it's at least pretty, pretty damn close. And the fact that money changes hands is, is quite irrelevant because like the, I've reduced my price considerably because yeah. it's like, it's a numbers game and it's, it's exciting and I, it's more collaborative as opposed to competitive where I got to annihilate my, 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 my competitors where I've always had that view and it's, you just become like a lonely arm weary warrior like <laughs> you can do it so much more effortlessly by just being collaborative because nobody can ever do what you do if you're really doing your unique thing mm -hmm. nobody can ever copy that yeah like there's enough clients for everybody like i know a whole bunch of healers or, or people that are it's like that client that would go to my friend who's a, who's a female life coach would never come to me it's like why even compete like we don't even we're on a different like frequency a different vibe and yeah. we just attract different people so it's 
Do you think it's that competition about. is just because of the human? Just like the human kind, like we always like to compete and we're always me versus them type of mentality? Yeah, I mean, it's a beautiful thing. It's part of your, your nervous system. You yeah. know, it's part of your neurology. There's no sense of getting getting rid of it. It's just keep it in check, man. Because yeah. if you're competing with people at a red light and then you're competing with people on social <laughs> media, it's like yeah. you're an asshole. Social media. You just Everyone. become an asshole, man. And you're just not fun to hang out with. And then assholes attract assholes. And it's <laughs> your life can get out of control. Like yeah. your life is either getting better and better and better exponentially or it's getting worse and worse and worse faster and faster. No one's ever staying like, you know, in this like balanced equilibrium. Oh, I mean, it takes sure. a lot of time to find that, but things are getting better and better and you're just learning like the game hacks or you're things are spiraling out and it, it's scary. It's definitely definitely scary when you go into that kind of chaotic situation and usually like a death or a divorce or an unemployment letter, you know, is some of that triggers it, but yeah. unless you've, it's, it's cliche, but unless you voluntarily look at yourself and see and identify the things that you're not doing well and chip away at those each day, the time that you're not going to be able to do it is when you face, you know, legitimate chaos. You should have voluntarily faced chaos bit by bit each day. As opposed to relaxing with a, you know, a Corona on the beach. Like, Damn. no, you need to, re- you need to, there's things that you're not doing well right now or uh, you're not paying attention to that are going to get bigger and bigger and are going to Oof. blindside you. If yeah, you repeat that one more time. One more time. <laughs> <laughs> Do you really want to repeat it? No, but, yeah, but that just, that's just, that hits home right there, you know, because people don't realize that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, you need to view yourself as the hero in your own journey. Yep. Like, don't go watch these DC Marvel movies and think, oh, that must be so cool. No, man, like, it's happening right now. Like, you are Captain America. You are Spider-Man. You are one of these guys. Yeah. And then write down, okay, what are 20 things that you're doing each day that you know that you shouldn't be? Okay, and then pick one, the easiest one, and don't do that tomorrow. You're quickly going to realize how difficult it is to change a habit. And then you're going to have more empathy and more compassion for other people yeah. as you begin to verbally assault them and try to change people. It's like, yeah, but you couldn't have coffee, you know, the next day or you could not have creamer. Yep. But yet yelling at your girlfriend or your spouse for all these things and you can't even stop doing, you know, coffee in the morning. <laughs> so you just turn all of your external crying and all, even if you have all the reasons to be resentful and to cry and to, um, you know, really be bitter towards the world. It's not going to help you. It's right. not going to help you when things are going to get worse and worse and worse. You take all of that, you turn it internally, and you say, all right, I'm going to do this. Yeah. I'm going to chip away at it, small micro steps each and every day. And then within a whole, within a year, even like a few months, your whole life can be completely changed. Yep. But you got to take full responsibility, and that's what usually is one of the most difficult things, is to view yourself without deception and yeah. to see yourself because you're amazing you know but there's a lot of stuff you're doing amazing and there's a lot of stuff that you could clean up so don't forget to pat yourself on the back for all the great stuff you're doing because you're not a complete waste of space there's great stuff you're doing but the things that you know that you're not doing well that you should be that life would be better if you did or you would be in less pain if you did it pick the low-hanging fruit pick the easiest one and start tomorrow mm-hmm 
it can't get any more simple than that. And yeah. that is really what my life coaching is about. It's is, simple, but we all want to reach to the top, you know? They don't want to reach that. Well, you you go for the bigger goals because it has less of a kickback. If I if yeah. you want to go say, I want to change the world, it's not going to kick back on you. Yeah. So and if you fail, you, you fail. You, well, once <laughs> you set up a goal, then you're setting up the conditions for failure. Mm-hmm. So that's why a lot of people don't set goals because they don't want to feel like a failure. But you're also not going to set any goals. You're not going to get anywhere. Yeah. But if your goals are super lofty, you're not going to realize you're a failure until, you know, six months. So it's like, well, why don't you start like, you know, go pick up your room or, you know, don't have seven Mountain Dews tomorrow, have six. <laughs> start there. Yeah. But most people don't start there because they're going to quickly realize I can't. I can't not have seven. And that's when you you quickly realize how how difficult it is to change yourself. Yeah. But that, those are the most important things that your whole life, like your, your day, like your daily routine is a microcosm of your whole life. Those yeah. are the most important things that you do. Like how you greet your wife when you walk in the door. That's the most important, one of the most important things you do in your whole entire life. Yeah. If you think it's just a routine, casual, not important, but you, you're going to be doing it every day for the next 40 years. Mm-hmm. don't tell me it's not important and then you begin to view like okay well my commute to the office I want to listen to a podcast as opposed to hard rock because I'm pissed off right. you begin to find the the areas in your day where you can begin to supplement toxic stuff for some beneficial educational material you know there's, there's a lot of stuff you can't change but there are some things that you can change and if you start there you'll begin to fully actualize your potential yeah, and you'll know it, and then you'll feel good, and then you'll you will hang out with your friends more because you you feel good, like you're a, you're you're moving towards something as opposed to just taking loss after loss after loss, which becomes it's scary. It's absolutely scary. But. Yeah, it's yeah. The little thing, man. No, you said it right. Like I I just have to agree with you. I'm over here just head nodding because like you hit it right on the hammer. You know. I had a, we had a guest like a couple episodes back and he said it's that greeting he's like just by giving somebody that smile or that hello that changes a lot of you and it changes a lot of that person's personality too throughout yeah. the day if anything be selfish with it because it makes you feel good mm-hmm. and everything that you do is selfish yeah so For it's sure. like try it okay go and this is the the incredible thing like okay go be an asshole tomorrow and <laughs> then on Saturday go be really really nice and see which one it, it's experiment. Yeah. You don't have to be the way that you've always been. I mean, it's difficult because you build this like neurological schema where you pretty much take that into, you know, whatever you come in contact with based on your genetics, your certain imprinting vulnerability stages, right. your environment, your conditioning. Like that is your persona, your yeah. your personality, but as you begin to turn your awareness on awareness and you begin to really really view yourself like, oh, weird, that's a weird thought, or why am I pissed off when I hang out with this friend? Is he too confrontational? Maybe I shouldn't hang out with him. You begin to view your life like a video game, like a three, like a third person, is it third person? Like Zelda, Mario, you're viewing your character where it's like, you begin to alter him and strengthen him and and all that stuff. Uh, Because what else you got going on? (laughs) You know? (laughs) Like if you don't like the way things are going, try try to be super happy one day and then super pissed off and see which one 
see how you feel at the end of the day. Yeah. Run it as an experiment. Don't even don't even listen to me in my cliche statements. Like yeah. try it. Yeah. And wow. if you don't try it, then it's that's ignorance because you're ignoring. Yeah. Or it's the people that have the mindset like, oh, I already know what's going to happen. I'm going to feel happier being. Well, that, yeah, that's just a, a scared yeah. mechanism yeah. where you, for sure. where you, and that I understand that. But as you can begin to detect fear, and you know what you want to get, the ones what happens is when you set a goal quickly, like dragons pop up that are going to impede your progress. <laughs> so then you quickly say, okay, I want to get a new job, but I don't even know how to put a resume together. Mm-hmm. Well. Okay, well, that's important because now it's either you hire a coach or you talk to some friends or whatever it is, but set the goal quickly. Things are going to pop up that show that you're not going to get there without learning these things, and then you learn those things, and then you obtain your goal. I mean, that's just you have to rely on friends, and you have to admit that you're not – you got to play the role of the fool. Yeah. I mean, the fool is an incredible character. Like, if you're always trying to be cool, which was one of my biggest things, you're never going to get anywhere in your life. You have to play the role of the fool and go make a fool out of yourself. And then you go learn from the experience. But if you're always trying to be cool and you're not raising your hand when you have a question, you're always just trying to play cool, cool, cool. There is nothing cool about that. You're going to be miserable and things are going to be really, really tough on you. You need to humble yourself. Being the cool exactly. Guy, don't Just have be foolish. Like when you, as you begin to realize, like no one knows. Like most people don't know that much. Right. They have a specialty, but if you ask them three three questions deep on any topic, you're they're really uncertain. Mm-hmm. So once you begin to realize that, like one, you can keep developing a whole bunch of information and become smarter and smarter and smarter. Most people are not that intelligent. Yeah. So by reading one book and at whatever pace you read at, like you are separating yourself. You are becoming dangerous. You will be able to think and speak and articulate yourself and work your way through this. Yeah. But you need to realize that you don't know what you think you know. Yeah. It's like you said earlier too, like you said you didn't before you read the books, you had ideas and everything, but you couldn't you can express yourself. You can throw it out there. And I, I kind of run through the same thing right now. Like I have great ideas that come to my mind, but when I, when it comes to putting those words together, I'm just like, blah. Yeah. It's, well, this is, I guess one of the hard things is finding really good friends. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm just a really good friend that has to charge people because that's just the society we live in where money has to change hands if I'm going to live, mm-hmm. you know, and have shelter. It's I don't want to, but those are the rules of the game and I'm not going to neglect them because if I do, trouble happens. But what I do is what every friend should do. But I don't have many good friends. And then most of the people that I talk to, they don't have many good friends. It's really hard to make friends. So when you have a friend, you usually know certain things that you don't want to say to that person. Yeah. But what you're doing is you're like stealing their destiny from them. Like you're you're playing small with them. And then what they say is, I know what's wrong with you and I don't want to push those buttons. So you're both like locking each other in to like no growth. Shit. Because the thing that I need to hear from you, you won't tell me because you don't want to piss me off and you don't want to have to go get new friends. Yeah. So we just lock ourselves into this like playing small role. Mm-hmm. 
and eventually that gets very suffocating. Did you go through that? Like, you know, when you yeah. were going through your yeah. Tank? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was at, I remember like one time, I mean, I, before I went to LA, I was at uh, like Hooters with um, some friends from high school and just the stories that were being exchanged. This was after college. Um, so I was like 22, uh, moved back from Orange County back here to San Diego. Mm-hmm. And uh, just, just hearing like the stories about how, how cool high school was and stuff. And I'm like, this is not it. I'm, this is, I'm not going to be that guy wearing his letterman jacket at 45 and like yeah. there's so much more out there and but it's scary because when you start thinking about the unknown and dreaming you know depending on your confidence level um with me i've always been a believer that i can do whatever i set my intention and my will towards mm-hmm. i know people don't have that not everyone has that so yeah. there it's not as easy to just make a decision and go with it. Um, but I was around some people that I didn't like their imagination. I didn't like the dreaming. It, it was non-existent. I right. didn't. I didn't see the the fire. Yeah. And uh, that scared me. And those were probably like your longest friends too, right? Or yeah, yeah. That's. Yeah, the group is a weird thing, though, like a friendship group, because mm-hmm. you're never really fully yourself. Because you're you're you say something and you you wait to read the response and you say, okay, maybe I can say a little bit more. <laughs> we're, we're very few, very few of us are really being authentic. And if one is really doing well and ambitious, and the other ones aren't, there's 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 tension there. Yeah. There's you know, tension, like, and then you got to level down to them too. If you're the well, one doing well, it's almost it, it's like the same thing with the family dynamic. It's mm-hmm. no different. Yeah, just because it's blood doesn't matter. Right. It's one of the biggest things that you have to break from is the family expectations and the family dynamic. Yeah, because Preach. that's what you know. One famous psychologist, you know, Sigmund Freud, that was his main finding is like the eatable complex and really not being a, and always living your life with the expectations of your parents of your your siblings mm-hmm. of your of your culture whatever it might be but until you can break free and, and really finalize like the individuation process and become an individual yeah. where you view your parents as more as friends and as equals as opposed to this higher authority and this godlike image mm-hmm. then you can begin to fully become the self fully become you but as long as it's um you have to check with them or your actions are based on the response to a family member or your friend's expectations you're never going to live your true your true thing and you're going to know it too yeah and you can you can you can smoke and you can drink it out all you want but you know that you're not living up to your your expectations that you have for yourself because Everybody has that, that higher self that they know that they could obtain. Do these people that have that are the like so you obviously you have a lot of people in your tribe. I'm gonna take a wild guess and say the people that had this mindset that had to follow what their parents set up for or what their brothers and sisters did, these are the people in the higher level jobs, right? In the higher level jobs? Like the CEOs, the psychologists and doctors that are having this regret now. These are the these are the people that did break from it or did not break from did it? Did not break from it. That followed it. Um, no, I don't believe. Uh, you can still f- fit your way into like a predefined 
job description and become a lawyer, a doctor, all that. But it is, I do see it a lot there. Um, I just actually withdrew from a doctoral program uh, last Friday. I was wow. in, and because um, it, it was very toxic to me um, where I know I'm headed um, and just intuitively and, and I was able to kind of run the simulation in terms of where I will be in eight years mm-hmm. if I were to continue down this because you don't know about what it's going to be like until you fully immerse yourself into the experience. Yeah. If you listen to, you know, the college counselors, well, you're just you're just a you know college tuition check. You know, they're not actually giving you the the real scoop. Oh yeah, it's a business. You have to find that out yourself. If yeah. not, you know, you can go put blinders on and just run down the maze and hope things work out for you. <laughs> but I I can't live like that. I I'm my eyes are open, and to not look and to not ask questions and to keep that curiosity card and that doubting card. Um, I just can't not be that way. My eyes opened around 30 and I just have to get all the information and then make the, you know, the best uh, decision for myself and from a spiritual and emotional and all that. And, um, but a lot of the people that I've talked to, yes, they, they went down a path that's similar to their parents. Mm -hmm. I mean, just look at it in your own life. Most of your friends are doing what their parents did. Even I did it. I followed real estate because my dad's a real estate guy. Yeah, and, we follow what's uh, comfort to us. Well, it's the easy. It's an easy way to make money. You don't have to go into the unknown. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the creative ventures are they don't pay well. You know, writing, uh, music, uh, theater. They don't pay well. So, yeah. if you're going to live in San Diego, you're going to have to you know get a job that pays well. And the ones that pay well are usually the institutionalized ones that are not unique that you're going to be miserable at. But it's mm-hmm. like well, do I go on the side of the street and be a musician and do what I love or do I just sell out and and make money but now I'm like a cookie-cutter person with no individual uniqueness and it's killing me each day and it's a tough thing, man. Oh, like, yeah. it's really hard, like the human predicament and like the human endeavor. It's It's really weird, but... If you keep believing in yourself and you turn off the TV and you work out and try to eat clean and everything that you say is linguistically, uh, like the, the linguistic intent is there where like if your friend is not doing something, you call them on it with right. a loving, empathetic, em- empathetic thing. And it, it's like who gives a shit if he doesn't talk to you for four months? That could be <laughs> the thing that saves his life. Yeah. Like you just, you just, you start with where you're at mm-hmm. and everybody's at a different starting point. But we're all going to get. We can all get to the same finish point. Although I don't think it finishes. But yeah. in this life, right? If you just use where you're at and just change the way you're going about it, like don't quit your job, don't get a divorce, don't do any of these things. Speak your truth. Turn off all the external distractions. Stop drinking and wasting your money on bars and alcohol. It's toxic. Yeah. Like, how do you think you're going to be able to get through this and fully? Be the hero in your story. Yeah. If you're putting shit in your body, you're speaking lies. It, it's simple math. Yeah. It, that, that equation is going to have a disastrous outcome. Yeah. Always does. But Yeah. And then it's like, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to start tomorrow with where I see, you know, the easiest win will be. And, and then you start there. And then, like, if no one's cheering you on and most people aren't, you got to be your biggest cheerleader. 
for sure. You know, and it takes time. Like, like with me, I, I do, I meditate, you know, I have my things, like I'm still human. I, mm-hmm. I love the Baltimore Ravens and I, I will watch their games when they're on, but I'm not watching three hours of Rick and Morty and all this stuff. Eventually it has to go because you don't have enough time in the day, man. Yeah. And you just, you're going to have to make a decision yeah. and you have to be your own adult and your own kid. You got to let the kid play, go watch your ball games or whatever, like once a week. Mm-hmm. But the adult has to say, all right, enough's enough. You got to be your own adult and your own kid. And you got to have a nice harmony between that. Yeah. How hard but is it, it to tell that to the people in your tribe? Like to just what you just told me in the last three minutes, how, how Mr. responses are like, Oh, but you know, my friends are doing it. Everybody else is doing it. And then what's your response to them? Or at that point, wouldn't you, I just, I don't even have to say anything because <laughs> you know, everybody knows Yeah. unless you're really, really clueless. Right. Then I'll say something, but, you, the reality is you're not going to listen to me. Mm-hmm. I'm if just going to smile, that mindset, smile right? and support you. I mean, I'm not going to waste my time with you because I, I don't hang out with a lot of people a lot because with commuting, and there's not enough time in the day, man. Like, yeah. it's hard to yeah. maintain. My best friend's in L.A., you know, and I really try to get up there couple, couple every couple months. But it's it, it's tough, man, to like run a business and to have friends and to maintain your a peace of mind and not lose it, man. Like I, I'm not hanging out with a whole bunch of people all the time. Like it's, it's tough, but the people that I talk to, like you, you know where you're messing up. I'm just going to smile and, and watch you come to it on your own. Yeah. I'm not even going to like intervene and and, and interfere with it. Cause it's like, if you really want the answer, then, then you'll come to me. But I usually just smile Mm-hmm. And and then they they'll quickly realize like oh, <laughs> oh yeah I, I shouldn't be with this person or yeah I shouldn't have said that or yeah okay. it, it's they just want you to reinforce the lie that they're running through For, yeah that's exactly what and they I want. just can't do it I'm yeah. not going to correct them but I'm not going to encourage the lie that they're currently battling with that's smart so I just smile and nod I've I've tried the intervention and. Because I've had friends say, you're right, you know, I probably shouldn't do that. And they go do it. And mm-hmm. then I'm like the asshole because, <laughs> you know, like, whatever. But it's, I don't have time for it. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's really like the, like yeah. the so in, in, in essence, it's, it's, nice, it's better for you to be the, the good guy. And then, hey, if they figure it out, they figure it out. If not, yeah. I mean, I'm I wouldn't say I'm a good on. guy. Like, that's the, it's tough because I, you know, I got my demons and. You know, my we're we're all primates. Like, I don't think that there's any more people more. It, someone who doesn't show some mischievous mm-hmm. mischief. What's the word? Um, hey, someone yeah. who doesn't show any form of like rascality and doesn't have a beer every now and then, or doesn't tell a joke or laugh, terrifies me. <laughs> because I, the more you be, I just want to be fully human, yeah. and I know. You know, I swear, I listen to rap. I don't, you know, like I don't get in fights or in arguments, but like, um, it's, it's, I'm just trying to have like a full human experience. And then mm. as opposed to just, it, it sounds so practical, right? It's nothing like woo woo and spiritual. Right. I still think that stuff exists, but it is practical, you, but everybody just thinks there's right. something special about it. There's like a special, 
right. formula, you know, but it's practical. It's p- pretty plain and simple. Yeah, but. and when you get all this right and you're really focused on this and you're really putting the right appropriate attention on it and you're letting everything else that's not supporting that fade away, you don't even have to announce it to your friends. Hey, guys, I'm leaving you. It'll yeah. just naturally happen as you pick up different passions. Yep. And as opposed to going out, maybe you want to go to bed early so you can get up and go golf with a – you know, potential client or something like that. Like it, you don't even have to announce it. It will just beautifully fall off. They might be resentful in the beginning, but soon you're going to be their inspiration. Yep, for sure. And then they're going to be calling you, like, "Hey, man! Like, I saw that you, you did this. Like, you know." And at first, I was like, "Damn!" Because what that does, like, when you set up, um, when you begin to move up. When you or when you begin to evolve and become a better version of yourself, mm-hmm. it judges them. Yeah, it's like the statue of David. It just shows you everything you're not, man. Mm-hmm. And eventually, you you don't want it around you because it judges you because it shows you exactly that you're not actualizing your potential. Yeah, for sure. And then eventually, it's like, damn, like <laughs> proud of him. You know, I'm right. I'm re- I'm jealous of him because I can't do it. And then you say, no, man, you got this. And if you ever need to call me, I'm here. Mm-hmm. But I gotta move. I gotta go on. It's it's a solo journey. Yeah. And if you're not supporting me, man, I I don't have any time for you because I can't save you. You're on your own unique path. Yep. But I'm always here for you. But then again, I gotta value my time. I'm yeah. not gonna let you waste my time. All right. I don't care who you are. It's I'm here. To f- to live out this full thing, yeah. And if you're messing around consistently, you can drop the ball, mm-hmm. and that you don't want to have those kind of regrets. Yeah, because the individual can do quite a bit now with technology. It the individual has m- more potential there than ever before. It's yeah. up to you to put it together. To talk to people, to find find the other ones that you that you vibe with, to to manifest the life that you think of in your imagination, and that's like the whole thing is, what do you want? That's really where it starts. Can you write me like a one page word document, vividly telling me about what your perfect day would look like, your perfect uh-huh. life? Money aside, what would you do? Yeah. And if you don't know, that's what you need to spend time on the next couple of weeks. Yeah. And then when you do find it, then you begin to put the steps together to to put it together for sure uh so <laughs> <laughs> everything else is a distraction so kind yeah. of a rant there but no it's all yeah. good yeah, that's what it's all, it's what we've come to learn that the podcast is all about man people go on there and they just ran and let it out everything and at the end it just it just gels you know somebody's listening to it and then they get yeah. a little bit out of there and here and the good thing about a rant is somebody's going to listen to those whole 10 minutes, but they probably got one thing out of it, and that's it's okay. You know, right. as long as you get one thing, and you can move on from that and take that onto your to your path and to foresee your future or just level up. Yeah, it's just, it's comforting to know that there's other people out there that are further along, that are um, just starting in terms of opening up their eyes and, yep. and really dissatisfied with the way they've been kind of going about things and they know that they're not fully manifesting what they could be. Um, it's cool to, that we can all even come together and talk about it, you know, in different locations, but we're all all here on the same call and, um, just, you know, being able to 
you know, to help out. I mean, that's really, it's, what is it like until we all make it, nobody makes it. Yeah. And, and uh, what is making it, you know, cause once you make it there, you still want more. You, I guess. Yeah. Just like a, a little different. bit of peace of mind, man. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I'm not even looking for enlightenment. I just want a little peace of mind. Yeah, <laughs> like, I agree. Um, and then once you begin to have a little bit of peace of mind and you begin to see how you work and how you can kind of operate in this environment, then people pick up on that and then they say, well, what are you doing, man? You know, here's my story. Where, where am I missing it? And then I guess that's what you can pretty much describe as my my profession is yeah. I'm authentic and open with them. They're authentic and we just spitball ideas and, and yeah. see. But they... I'm just like a mirror, and they teach themselves through me. Yep. And I try not to to intervene or anything like that. But um, yeah, if anybody that that's listening, you know, got something from that, then definitely hit me up. You know, on yeah. the, I'm sure my information will be like in the show notes and stuff. Yep. So Everything you're not alone. You're not Everything alone. Tagged. Nobody's alone in this journey, and I just gotta find out that that group of people or just that friend out there, you know, like you said, your group has got smaller over time, but I can yeah. agree. I can testify to that too. Like my group of friends had just gone smaller over the years, but that's a solid group now. You know, that's a group that I'm willing right. to go to bat with. Yeah. And it's, it, it starts with you, man. Cause if you're good and then you don't need as much, you don't need a thousand Facebook friends exactly. and stuff like, yeah. because you take wherever you go, you with you. Yeah. So like what I would do is stop dating. Like, date yourself read like read as if it matters Mm -hmm. like it does matter and nature does reward courage as you begin to step out into the unknown and and put yourself into these uncomfortable situations because your definition of uncomfortable might be different than mine depending on the circumstance so just just push yourself out there and then something seems to, to to transform it's really really peculiar like when the student is ready, the master appears. Yep. And, and, and whether it's a book or a YouTube video or a chance encounter at a coffee shop, like whatever it is, but if you, you're you going to have to take one little step because no one can help you if they can't find you. And sometimes you do have to, you know, be secluded and kind of introverted and read in your, in your room. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the defining factor where most people mess up on this path is they don't put the things in action. Exactly. They they read these beautiful books, but they don't know how to bring it into their relationship with their father yep. or their mother or at the current job that they're in. Yep. Because if you can fully be your best self, I don't care if you're selling insurance or hot dogs, <laughs> you can rise fast yeah. if you become the best version of yourself, which takes full time. I mean, full 100% you know, effort day in, day out. Uh, but you will be rewarded for it, and you'll wonder how you got so far without, <laughs> without this kind of consciousness and approach. So it's exciting. If anything, there's hope, and you should be so excited. Yeah, it's exciting out there. It's an exciting the time. Like we have all this available to us now, just to get to that level and just continue our path on life, and not just settle for this nine to five or just this following what your parents did. Just be yeah. yourself. Take that yeah. one step, that little step, like you keep saying. Exactly. Um, Wes, uh, so if somebody's interested in life coaching, your website would be the best, or where would they? Yeah, yeah. Uh, just my name, WesPinkston.com, yeah. and then 
social media. The one I probably use the most is is Instagram, and it's yep. just don't the, we all, don't we all? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and make sure you're watching your time on it though. Oh, like, dude, that's scary. With Instagram, <laughs> I try to. I just I produce content and I get off. I don't consume content. That's good. Yeah. So try to have, um, you know, a time frame in terms. It's the whole adulting kid thing. Mm-hmm. Let the kid out and play on his phone. Like, let yourself have maybe an hour or two, but. Yeah. Be careful because it can turn into a really, really um, a brutal habit where yeah. whenever you're bored or in a, an awkward social situation, the yeah. phone's out Yeah. as opposed to working through these difficult kind of interpersonal challenges you have. You just go to your phone and it can it's a problem. It's an absolute problem. It's an incredible tool yeah, it's a that you can problem. have, but careful that you're not using it as a means to avoid certain social encounters or conversations it can you got to keep an eye on yourself because nobody else is so mm-hmm. uh <laughs> sorry yeah the west pinkston on instagram and uh and then yep. you can always email me at west pinkston at gmail if you guys ever have any any questions or anything i'm always could, here to help i could testify to that ig too though because like i remember when we were messaging trying to get this together it was like i would message you in the morning and then i wouldn't hear back from you i'll hear back from you that hour that we were ta- doing, talking in the morning and then yeah. i won't hear back to you till like later in the afternoon so <laughs> yeah you, you at well, least you, you preach to, you know people people do what tend, you preach. absolutely people tend to respect your time if you respect your time mm-hmm and just for the fact, like, you just seem more important, too. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you're always responding, it's like, dude, like, what are you, what are you doing all day? Yeah, it's like, laying <laughs> in bed. Just, like, yeah, like, like, it's, I mean, you want to be cons- considerate and stuff, but, like, if you don't respect your time, people will waste your time all day. Yep. Like, so keep an eye all the time on what you're doing, what you're partaking in, and you got to ask yourself, is it, is it serving me? Yeah. And sometimes playing and playing football and basketball, that absolutely is serving you. But there's a lot of wasted 20, 30-minute things here and there that add up each day that could be used towards, you know, a whole bunch of other stuff. So uh, just document your day and, you know, I keep on going on to these tangents. So I'm going to wrap it up. That's <laughs> no, all good, man. <laughs> it's all good. It is a pleasure having you on, Wes. Like, I, like he said, I'll have his website down below, his Instagram, his Facebook, anything. If you guys ever... Just take a look at his stuff. Take a look at his website. I think you have a YouTube too, right? Yeah. Uh, not many personal videos. Just okay. guys that, that have really – pretty much all the videos that, that helped me um, begin to wake up. Cool. Uh, so definitely it, – it, it can be scary. So if you have any questions, you know, it's pretty <laughs> deep stuff. And it can make you feel a little, a little wobbly because it, yeah. it can challenge things that you thought you may have known and maybe you didn't. So yeah. – um, yeah, keep like reading and, and listening to these videos. And if if you guys ever have any questions about any of them, definitely hit me up. I love talking about uh, all those videos. Yep. Thanks, man, Wes. We'll have you on for a part two. You know, just when, whenever we get, I'll probably make the drive up there. You know. <laughs> I love <laughs> it. Yeah, we'll do it in, we'll do it in see you in person. Absolutely. Thank all you right, so Wes. much, man. Thank you, man. Peace. Have a good one. You too.